Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm for today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You need more, they, they page in additional resources, or they can say, we don't need this, don't need that. For us to try to get somebody to get eyes on the scene and say, yeah, cancel, we don't need to roll everyone out. And what you can do then is get people back to their jobs. Not not tying people up where then employers are like, what is this benefiting me? How is, you know, this is, it's good for the community, but man. Um, and we really have worked closely with Northfield Ambulance to have Northfield Ambulance handle the medicals in Northfield. And so Faribault, um, fire rolls on, I think Dusty told me it's like 2,000 calls a year. And a lot of those are medicals. Um, and so we've really tried to say ambulance you wanted to be the ambulance in town. You need to handle more of your medicals. Call us if you need us, but um, we're not going to roll and pull people away from work for every medical. So um, I can't say if or when, you know, the model will change. It's harder now because people have, it's different than it was 20 years ago. Um, the work-life balance, people working remote. We used to have 10 people that worked at Malto Meal, and Malto Meal would let, their employees go and things have changed and there just aren't anyone from the fire department that's working at the plant anymore and so those things ebb and flow but then we also have other people that had worked out of town that since covid they now work remotely and they stay working remotely so they're available during the day so um i'm learning a lot from dusty and others but there's a lot of dakota county departments now that are moving to that combination model of a duty crew and callbacks so um, the hope is to stretch this on as long as it can and make sure that we're meeting the needs of the community. All right, we've got to take a market update or Jerry's going to have my neck. And I kind of <laughs> like my neck, so Jerry, take it away. <laughs> All right, thank you, Gordy. The market update sponsored by the KDHL Agra Boosters. They include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helped protect all things important to you. Also, TNW Towing, your heavy-duty towing and recovery experts, and Northern Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Go to their website, northernbuildings.com. Soybeans are lower, corn is mixed, cattle are higher, hogs are mixed. Hello, I'm Megan Grebner with your commodity market update on Brownfield. For elite genetics paired with simple, flexible, and effective weed control plants, Stein and List C3 Soybeans. Stein has yield, yield plus advantage. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are lower on fund and technical selling. Soybean harvest is 43% complete ahead of the five-year average. Soybeans are also looking ahead to new USDA estimates, which come out tomorrow, and also monitoring pressure from outside markets and global unrest. November beans down nine and a half at 1262. January beans down eight and three quarters at 1280 and a half. Corn is mixed adjusting spreads. Contracts are monitoring global issues. 
Corn is also looking ahead to Thursday's updated supply and demand numbers from the USDA. And 34% of the crop is harvested slightly ahead of the five-year average. December corn down a half at 485. March corn down three quarters at five dollars and a half. The wheat complex is lower on fund and technical selling. Paris milling wheat is lower again and Russia continues to dominate the global market. Winter wheat planting conditions are near normal in the U.S. while weather concerns continue in Argentina, Australia and Brazil, but have moved to the back burner in Chicago. December wheat down five and a quarter at 553 and a quarter. March corn down a nickel at 585. December wheat in Kansas City down seven at six sixty four and a quarter in a Minneapolis. December wheat down three and three quarters at seven nineteen and three quarters. Live and feeder cattle are higher ahead of the week's direct business. December lives up thirty at one eighty five thirty. February lives up fifteen at one eighty nine forty seven. November feeders are up thirty at two fifty sixty five. January feeders up sixty at two fifty two forty five. Hogs are mixed. Adjusting spreads, there are long-term demand concerns that are lingering. December lean hogs are up two ticks at 71.45. February lean hogs down two ticks at 75.67. I'm Megan Grebner, Brownfield Ag News. The market update also sponsored by these KDHL Agri Boosters. 3-2-1 Fence in Fairbowl, specializing in top-quality fences for commercial and residential properties. Also, livestock fences, contact Micah, go to 321fenceinc.com, and L&K Concrete, LLC, locally owned, locally operated, for the farm, shop floors, aprons, approaches for tractors, high-quality work. For more information, go to l-kconcretellc.com. We will continue with today's AM Minnesota program right after this. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Now let's head back to Gordy Cosfield up in Northfield at Century 21 Atwood Professional Pride Realty. Have you ever burnt popcorn, Jerry? Uh, more than once. More than once. Have you ever started a fire? In no, your I, microwave? no, uh, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> you just don't remember, huh? <laughs> anyway, it is Fire Prevention Week. We do have the fire chief, the first ever history-making fire chief here for Northfield, Tom Nelson. When they put that plaque up in the fire hall, the first name on the plaque is going to be Tom Nelson. Oh, man. I hope that they don't put it in a dry erase. And actually, you know, it's worth putting something permanent, so... So, yes, now you've been on the force a long time. I've been on 35 years. So, yeah, paid on call for 35 years. And are you at full strength now? We are. That ebbs and flows, obviously. We just put on four new members. What is full strength? We like to be between 30 and 35. And so we're at about 34 right now, and, you know, four of those aren't quite off probation, so they're not moving inside for interior firefighting, but they're going through the training and learning. So, Is it hard recruiting firefighters now? We have luckily, knock on wood, have not had a, a problem that other, I mean, when I talked to Farmington and Lakeville last year, they, they said, oh, yeah, we're hiring 10 this year. It's like, wow, you're adding? 
No, that's attrition. And so, wow, they're having a real problem of just keeping people. And so, luckily, so far, we haven't had a big exodus of, and, you know, a lot of what helps that in Minnesota is there's a really strong uh, volunteer fire pension program. Yep. And that, I mean, I talk to people in Wisconsin and Iowa, they're like, you're kidding. So that's one of those things that really helps fire departments keep retention is people say, okay, if I stay 20 years, then I get fully vested. So um, those are some good things. And those were put together 100 years ago. They started with those pensions. So 2% of the insurance premium that people pay goes to a fund that goes back to the fire departments for their, their pensions. So, Is it a myth or is it true that insurance rates are better with full-time fire departments? That it's all about response time and the number of and the number, how soon you can get a certain number of people to a working fire. And so obviously full-time makes that shorter, um, but it's, uh, it all depends on that. There's also other numbers about how far your fire station is from, you know, if everyone is within 1.5 miles. And so all of those are all calculated various different ways uh, by the insurance industry. So it's one piece. One of the biggest pieces, uh, as uh, Faribault knows, is your water system is if the city has a good water system, that increases your point value to make your insurance rates lower. So um, that's some of the things we're working on with some of these, you know, Carlton's and St. Olaf's. And Faribault has plenty of other private areas where hydrants is make sure that those systems are kept up as well, not just the municipal sides. Well, you just brought up a couple of challenges for your department, the campuses, Carlton and St. Yep. Olaf's. Yep, and it's totally different. And, you know, Faribault has the same thing, whether it's the prison and um, Shattuck St. Mary's and the academies. Is these are special occupancies um, that the challenges are very, very different. And you have to be tooled up and ready for those, even though there's a larger area of the community that's maybe more residential. You still got to know how to deal with those. Yeah. Do you have sufficient equipment here? Yeah, I feel like our equipment has been kept up pretty well, but um, Dusty would agree, too, is that the cost of equipment now has skyrocketed. I mean, you're talking about home prices and everything else, is that nothing seems to be going down. And uh, and nor, like Pete said, nor is it looking like it's going to be going down anytime soon. So uh, everything's costing a lot more for equipment. So we should probably dive into Fire Prevention Week. Cooking fires is number one, right? That's the theme this year? Yeah, the theme this year from um, the national theme is uh, cooking safety starts with you. Pay attention to fire prevention. And, um, you know, obviously we are nationwide. We're going out to the schools this week, and we give them, the kids, the information on, you know, stop, drop, and roll. We go in and wear the fire gear and say, this is what a firefighter would look like if they come into your house. Don't hide from them. Um, they're there to help you, make sure you have a plan to get out of the house. Um, but what's interesting, there's new research out from the National Fire Protection Association that says overall residential fire deaths are down. And residential fires are down, but cooking fires from the kitchen are, are flat. And so their point is in 50%, the, the numbers are 50% of residential fires start in the kitchen. And so, um, you know, yes, you need smoke detectors, you need CO detectors, and you need a way to get out. But 50% of the fires are starting from um, people cooking or unattended, 
And um, also there's a significant amount of then non-fire like injuries, like kids getting burned, um, you know, pulling up a toddler, pulling up on the door of the oven that's open when you're not looking and burning their fingertips or things like that. So the real focus has been what's going on in the kitchen uh, and make sure that it's safe, especially around kids. But this is a good transition too. is uh, aging in place is, you know, a key focus that everyone is talking about. We know that they're talking about it. There's there's plenty of Rice County resources that are looking at that. I know the city of Faribault is looking at that. Northfield is looking at that. Um, Pete and I, we were talking about my mother, and my mom says, you're not going to use me as another example. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Pete and my mom uh, worked together for many years as, as realtors. And wow. So my mom's 96 years old. And she is sharp as a tack, and she lives at home, and she says that's where she's going to stay. And so I love it. That's what we want. Another one is Paul Liebenstein. His mom, artist, was my junior high German teacher. She still lives in the farmhouse. Yep. I used to. I, she's been on a couple of international trips for me. What a delight! Oh, woman. she's just a hoot. full of spunk. Yeah. Right? And so that's what we want. We want people to be able to age where they want to be, but they're also they're hazards in the home. And uh, I've talked to Brian Edwards from Northfield EMS, and we've been on um, the radio show before of what are some of those things, falls, rugs, um, cooking fires. We've had, and I'm sure Faribault has had the same thing, where we have cooking fires in independent living facilities where um, we had one this year where someone forgot to turn on the wrong burner, and the Tupperware was on the other burner, and that started... Um, and, a, and the staff happened to be nearby and was able to use a fire extinguisher and put that out. So um, there's a lot of people moving into congregate care, moving out of the homes and moving into independent living, but those things don't go away. Uh, and so we have to make sure that we're keeping those people safe. Um, we, part of the job that I've been doing is we do inspections on all, all those. Um, and then afterwards we meet with the residents and say, Here's some things we found. Here's some things that have been corrected. But here's some things you need to be thinking about. Um, I had a good conversation with Scott Norman, who's the environmental services at Northfield Hospital. And he, he told me the phrase in the industry, which is the continuation of care, meaning going from living at home to independent living to when do you transition to assisted living and potentially skilled care if needed. And a lot of times people are making those decisions too late. And so um, you end up with someone in independent living that is falling a lot, and then the ambulance and fire gets dispatched to help with that, and maybe they're to the point where they aren't. They need a little more care and they need to move to that next level. So it's key, um, you know, part of the whole community thing is we need to support our neighbors. And... We still, you know, we still have it occasionally where the letter carrier or the Meals on Wheels people will say, you know, we didn't, so-and-so didn't pick up their mail, and so the police will go do a welfare check. And that really is a responsibility of all of us. Whether you're in an independent living, are you checking on your neighbors, um, especially if there's no staff to do that, and even just the neighbors across the street. Um, is the, you know, can you help shovel the walk? Falls are the biggest thing that move people into that next level of care and usually into decline. And so if we can work on the EMS side and with social services and other agencies in town and in the county to say, how can we prevent those injuries? Um, 
The other big thing, too, is just an assessment, is that there are times that we all have where we say, boy, I don't know if that person should be living alone anymore. And so um, I had a good meeting with uh, a group last month in Northfield where some of the people from Rice County Social Services were there. They have so many resources to be able to come in and do an assessment. And so I think that's key. It's like fire prevention is that we're trying to do fall prevention or find out that someone ends up, you know, down and down for a while because nobody checked on them. So those are some of the key things, not only fire prevention, but just life safety and quality of life that really we all need to focus on and think about who in our neighborhood should we be keeping an eye on? Do their family know? Is their family around? But it's hard. It's that I remember when my mom made, had to make the decision for my dad to get into the next level of cares. She just couldn't, she couldn't pick him up when he fell. And that is so hard for families, and we know that. A lot of us have been through that with our loved ones. So keep that in mind. Think about your kitchens. If, you're, if you have parents, grandparents around, go look around and work with your siblings to say, what do we got to do to make it safer for mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or uncle or aunt? And let them stay where they want to stay as long as it's safe. Yeah, now I've often thought, and people are going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Well, most people do think I'm crazy. But anyway, I've often thought more grab bars, you know, like you have in the bathroom throughout the home, yep. would be a good thing for when you get older yes no you're right on the mark is trying and you see that in independent living places there's you know rails on the door on the the walls along the way but there's so much of that is pride is that i don't want to use a walker i don't want to do that so another just thing that we've seen a lot of to transition into back to fire prevention is grills and propane um don't store your propane can um jug in the garage in the shed, propane needs to be stored outside. Those little cans for the coal, you know, for the torch or for the little burners, those are fine. But those 20 pound exchange cylinders, they should not be in your garage. Two things. One, it's a fire hazard and it can be an explosive hazard if there's a fire in the garage for responders. But those valves can leak and fill the garage and make its way into the home. And so, um, it's a huge, risk and you shouldn't have them inside. The other thing is this time of year, look at how much landscaping and dry things you have around your house. We've had, St. Paul had it over the 4th of July. Kids were playing with fireworks. The grass caught on fire. It caught uh, one of those arbivitas, those tall evergreens next to an apartment building, went up in the attic and destroyed the whole building. We've had one a couple months ago where someone was out on the deck and the deck caught fire, it crawled up the siding, and it got into the attic and the roof. So just be wary and careful about open flames on your decks, um, propane, cigarette smoking things, flicking that into a, you think it's a pot of dirt, and really there's peat moss in there. It'll smolder for hours, and it can end up starting the siding on fire in the deck, and next thing you know, you've displaced your family. Nearly everyone in my neighborhood has a fire pit in their backyard. I've noticed that the other day. All of us have those. Yep, and there are regulations about how far those need to be away from the house. The big things, too, are the portable fire pits and um, having those far enough away. You know, it's like everything else is that you you throw those things in, same with fireworks and throwing a little alcohol, and um, things can get bad. So use common sense um, and 
keep an eye on what's going on the outside of your house. Pete, you got a question? I mean, you're dealing with homes all the time. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, what would I like to ask Tom? But I have to tell you, one of the most profound things that you brought up today was about our aging folks, because um, I see it as well. Uh, it's a difficult time right now because a lot of those people, um, their homes are paid for, and while they might get top dollar for their home, when they look at uh, downsizing or perhaps moving on to some other types of care, it's it's oftentimes more expensive for them. So they might be overstaying their time as well um, in their home. Um, and looking out for people, um, like I said, one of the most profound things I heard Tom say today was, what we all can do <clears throat> as residents, friends, neighbors, is to look out for those people. I think all the time as I go through Northfield, you know, I'm driving our city streets all the time, all times of the year, and I see uh, older folks out shoveling their driveways. And I think people are pretty good at helping each other, but i got to tell you, I always think to myself, while it's great they're out uh, getting some exercise, I hope someone's just got one eye on them and um, paying attention. So uh, instead of asking Tom a question, I think uh, reiterating or talking about those in the community is a great, great thing. So uh, thank you for bringing that up today. Yeah, final thought, Tom. I've got a minute here left in the show. No, I, again, I really appreciate it, and I think, Pete, what you mentioned, too, about when you're in your home and you've been there for a long time, a lot of those older homes are not as conducive to aging in place as um, some of the other properties around. Is that, um, you know, a bathtub that you have to step into, basements, basements you know, the laundry's downstairs, the stairs are, are uh, steep, all of those things that you see in some of the older homes, and older homes can be homes in the 70s even. Um, that uh, sometimes it means maybe putting some money into it. If that's if you want to stay and play, then look at doing some retrofits like you mentioned, Gordy, cars and everything like that. We'll have to do this again sometime. I really appreciate being able to talk to a legend in the regional broadcast area. Gordy Costo. (laughs) Unbelievable, Jerry. You can take it away. Well, what's wrong, Gordy? They're right. (laughs) Great job. Really enjoyed listening to you when you're up at Professional Pie Realty Century 21 Atwood. We have the national news from ABC on the way, and right after that, Pete will have another quarter. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.